come on and sit down and watch this with me. You know you want to watch it. And I want you to watch it too. Come on. Well, it, oh, it looks sweet. like it's worse than Deep Blue Sea 2. Like, I saw this trailer and I'm like, it's like they're trying to make a movie specifically for how did this get made. Yeah, exactly. And it, <laughs> it's got Jason Statham in it for one. Yeah. And it's as pretty like much an like, oceanographer. Yeah, it's pretty much like... Uh, like an Asian market cash grab. Like they're trying to like 100% get the Chinese market. It's like co-produced by like a Chinese like film production company. Like half of the like ensemble of the movie is Chinese. Oh, perfect. Uh, and then like, yeah, so it's like Jason Statham, like, and then like a crew of like, uh, like I think like two other like white people, like a token black person. And then like three like Chinese people. And it's like half produced by like a Chinese film production house. And right. so it's like 100% like, we're not going to make our money in America on this movie, but like we could probably like make <laughs> enough back like on this like in like overseas to justify doing this in someone making money. But it's about that they find a megalodon. Like yeah. they find a shark that's like the size of like a city. Yeah. <laughs> and it's wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so it's called the Meg. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Very simple. Yeah. I like how it feels like, you know, like between that and like Triple X, you know, like the latest Triple X, that's obviously for like the international market. Yeah. The like, the international market is kind of stuck on the idea of like a 90s American action movie, you know? It's like, oh, absolutely. Oh, no, we want more like True Lies. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Give us more. It's like speed, but like not as good as speed. Right. Because like, Speed, I don't know what, like how speed like actually works so well because there's no reason why it should work it as really, well as it it's does. It's a bus. Yeah, but it, it works great. It works. Yeah, no, it's amazing. <laughs> All right, are we ready? Yeah. yeah. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of I Want You to Watch This. Uh, it's a special episode. We got a guest. Steph is here. Hi, Steph. Hi, guys. <laughs> I think what you meant to say was Colin's wife. I think oh, well, she, she yes. doesn't. She doesn't. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, excuse me. No hey, her identity her. is not exclusively right. tied to being married to me. She no. is her own no, person. God damn it! It is <laughs> Colin's wife. Don't no, you read like not. any news at all? It's like obviously, like her only existence is relative to you. So, <laughs> um, yep we uh, we brought her here because we're doing Sandlot, and Sandlot is one of her favorite movies. And so, um, yeah. Oh, um, hi, Colin. Hi, Craig. Yeah, hi. <laughs> I'm good at this. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to do Sandlot. Um, I got it for my birthday. Um, and uh, so felt like we should just do it for no other reason except for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, just haven't seen it in a while and glad we did it. Um, wow. Yeah, it really holds up. It does. Um, for the five of you that haven't seen it, um, Sandlot is what about... What are you doing with your life? <laughs> well, what, what's it about, Steph? What's Sandlot about? It's about a bunch of kids, and they play uh, baseball. And it's really funny. There are also hijinks, you know? Well, like... It's the, like the, baseball and hijinks. There's hijinks, but there's also that the kid has... Um, steals his stepdad's ball that was signed by Babe Ruth, and it goes over the fence into the yard of this um, house that has this giant dog... That like devours everything that goes over there, and they have to try and get the ball back. Right, yeah. and, and it they takes call place... him the Beast. Yes, and it takes place in the early sixties, nineteen sixty-two. Nineteen sixty-two. 
in in San Bernardino, LA suburb. Yeah, yeah. just California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Southern so, California. So, yeah, SoCal. Because so they're fans of the Dodgers. Is yeah, kind of. The, you know, well, at least one of them is. Um, and yeah, uh, like there's the one kid. Um, uh, I called him uh, Benny Machina because um, <laughs> he's like the benevolent kid that like brings in the main character into like the group of boys you know yeah um yeah our protagonist is like the same person who's like the narrator from the beginning of the movie who's telling us like the story of the greatest summer where he got into the biggest pickle of his whole life and let me tell you the story of how i got in the biggest pickle of our lives <laughs> something like that yeah uh, um yeah it's very uh like it, it, it reminds me of like oh yeah this is like through the memories of a kid you know like none of this stuff is accurate well yeah it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like a historical fiction right like where it's like about like an actual person kind of like it's Benny the Jet Rodriguez who's like an actual baseball player wasn't well, he no he, no no he wasn't no there's no real baseball oh. players in this movie oh well except for Babe Ruth well except for Babe Ruth yeah so yeah sorry I don't know anything about baseball obviously I'm like oh yeah this is totally sounds like this is a real person right like, <laughs> they did I a good I, job I, I think I remember remember, like, totally I think I probably like, like the only reason why I probably thought that was was because I watched the Sandlot so much and that's my only point of into the baseball <laughs> and I was like oh Babe Ruth is real so Benny like and they made the, the way they like portrayed at the end it's like oh yeah this guy like was like real but it's like all the other circumstances are fake so I totally thought that Benny the Jet <laughs> Rodriguez you was know an actual who baseball Babe Ruth player. Is. That yeah, exactly. And the main character doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I think it, what what it is is that like the our protagonist, like the main character, like the narrator, is like grown up to be a sports caster, and the kid who like brought him into the fold of like this group of friends at the beginning grows up to be a professional baseball player. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, clear to all the kids that, like, Benny's the best, and he's going to go on to be, like, the greatest and everything, you know? And it's, like, clear because, like, Benny just, like, he's always, like, practicing, you know, like, constantly. And he yeah. just, Benny just lives and breathes baseball. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. when the fireworks are going on at the one night game they do a year, like, all the other kids will stop and look at the fireworks, and Benny just wants to keep playing. Right. Yeah. And I think that they actually, like... Uh, really show the difference of like, oh yeah, it's not that they're like not good because like they're all like they just play all the time. So it's like they're all like like when the other like team from like you know like the rich neighborhood oh, like, yeah. comes over I and it's, like challenges them to like a game and uh, they just like essentially just like completely like sweep the game, they just kick the snot like out and of it's them, yeah. yeah it's it's like oh yeah like these kids are like good like <laughs> but Benny's like the one who's like so like focused on baseball that like that's like the only thing that he like will ever want to do with his right. life and yeah. so i think that's really cool to like how it is like none of them are bad at baseball and like except for um what's his name when he first comes on smalls yeah smalls like when he first like comes on he's like no good and everyone's like well he can't even catch or throw which again was that you that said it's like is that even like scientifically like possible to not be able to like Yes. Throw. Like yes, you might not is. be like accurate. You may not be like yep. but it's like he literally just like throws it and it's just like one of those things like where mm -hmm. it's almost like comically like where I could just like see it like going like straight up and then like landing like two inches in front right, of him. Yeah. Like as he like, you know, like, tries to throw for it. <laughs> uh, also his dad's a dick. Oh well that's because he's played with Dennis Leary, professional butthead. Yeah. Like I mean the, like he is a professional butthead. Dennis Leary just plays. Yeah, but then they redeem Dennis Leary at the end. Do they though? Because yeah. I feel like the only reason why he like actually like likes him is because he brought him a better he ball got than a he more had more valuable ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah initially right. it's like he's like I never have time to like play catch with you, even though like 
he kind of does. It's like, you know, like his, uh, his mom, Smalls' mom is like, no, he's like, he's got some time. Like, and then he's always just like, no, I've got like work to do. And then it's like, it takes like the mom convincing him, like after like insisting that he like try and play with him. And then by the end, it's like, not even necessarily like well, yeah, at the, the, at the end they're playing because... catch on a regular basis and he says in the voiceover like oh i never had a problem after that just calling him dad yeah but like the only reason why he warms up to him is because he brought him a better ball like right. i feel like if he not if he hadn't brought if he'd lost that ball and not brought him a ball he back, would never play catch then that it would just again. be like yeah it would have just been like they would never would have talked right. again and like like furthermore like when like he first plays catch with him it's like he this kid clearly needs to learn things you yeah. know like, why not play more catch with him? Like, <laughs> yeah, and that's teach the, him. yeah, it, yeah. It takes like him, like you know, going off and sure, it's like a, a large part of the story is him like finding friends and things like that. But uh, the fact that it's like this, like random kid is like more willing to like teach him baseball than his like stepdad is. I think again. Just... So our our criticism of this film is that it's a coming of age story with a group of friends rather than a father son story. No, not even that. It's just like his. I, I it's I get that that's the angle that this story is coming from, but I just I just don't like the dad. It's 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 nothing that has nothing to do with the story. I just don't like the dad. Well, I don't <laughs> think you're supposed to like or dislike the dad. I think he's peripheral. Well, it's he's he's of the he's of the brand of like eighties nineties step parent, you know. Yeah. Who's just like written as a piece of shit, you know? And yeah. He's like who's either like terrible, like a terrible human being, or. Um, isn't that bad, but like he isn't really written about, so you don't well, really care about. Yeah, well, that's and, like and, and by liar. the end, you're like, he's right. not that bad. Yeah, like, yeah. Liar, he's liar, exactly like, like <laughs> Carrie Always in Liar Liar. <laughs> right, like he's indistinguishable from Carrie Always in, in Liar Liar. Like he even looks like Carrie Always in Liar Liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the cool mom is cool. I, Indiana I, Jones. I actually yeah. wrote down that I love Karen Allen. No, she's like any time Karen Allen is in a thing, I'm like, oh, Karen Allen. That makes me happy. Yep. She kind of vaguely reminds me of uh, Lucy Lawless. Like, she looks a little bit like Lucy Lawless to me. A bit. Yeah. I could see that, for sure. Um, uh, I want to talk a little bit about of uh, just a few little baseball facts. Da -da -da -da. Baseball facts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get terribly boring about this stuff. But, like, uh, one thing that I did find interesting is, like, uh, the beginning story of Babe Ruth and, like, the opening credits or whatever, cold opening, where it's, like, kind of, like, the story of baseball that like a lot of people know about, which is like Babe Ruth called his shot in the nineteen thirty two World Series in in uh, Wrigley Field in Chicago, you know, against the Cubs, and uh, that's it's it's not true <laughs> um, by lots of accounts uh, because uh, what was happening was that the Cubs were known uh, to be. Um, a uh, club of assholes who would heckle the heck out of uh, opposing teammates. Like, say just really mean stuff. And uh, particularly, they like to call uh, Babe Ruth um, a lot of uh, racial slurs because he uh, he kind of had, you know, he kind of looked like a black man. And so they would, uh, they would say, they would call him, you know, the N-word and all this stuff. And uh, so he was, like, pissed off and motioning towards the dugout of the Cubs like you know calling them pieces of shit or whatever and then he hit a home run and so 
Uh, it's kind of like the whitewashing of American history, where it's like <laughs> uh, this really racial thing was happening, and it's like, oh no, he's such a badass, he called a shot. Like, <laughs> no, not really, actually. <laughs> it reminds me of a note I made, which is about a Daniel Tosh joke, where he's talking about, yeah, like all those steroids in baseball, and we're getting all mixed up with these stats. Like, let's put a asterisk next to Barry Bonds' name. Sure, we'll put one right after we put one next to Babe Ruth's name. Getting to break records before black people were allowed to play? How is that allowed? Also, that was another thing that, like, for this being based in the 60s, it was just like, racism doesn't seem to exist in the I world. had that same yeah. idea. When, when they go to the pool together, yes, that I was, was like, exactly the, the black kid is allowed to swim in the pool with all of the rest of them? <laughs> this is 1962. Yeah, it, was, it was weird because it was like, there were no other black people at the pool, but then also, like, no one had a problem with the one black person that was at the pool, yeah. even though there were no other black people there. <laughs> it was just like... Sorry, we interrupted your baseball facts. <laughs> no, that was it. Oh, so that actually transitions into a thing I had, which was baseball questions. So, um, a pickle, like when someone is trapped between two bases and, like, they're getting thro- the ball yeah. being thrown back oh, and forth. Yeah. Is that, a, like, a common thing? Like, how often does that actually occur? Um, if you're bad at baseball, like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there's there's an acronym that makes fun of it called Tootland, which is like I forget what it stands for, but it's like basically tossed out uh, being just an idiot on the bases. Like uh, it, when you're caught in that situation, you shouldn't be. Like, you shouldn't even be in that situation to begin with because it's just like ninety nine point nine percent of the time you're not going to get out of it. Yeah, like, and and my one other thing was like, how common is it for a baseball to break? Like it doesn't for someone to, like knock the guts out of the I've ball. I've never like, heard it happening. Wow. <laughs> Maybe back when they made them more crappy. I don't know. So I really love the, um, again, like the story kind of elements to this. Like, cause again, it's like this kind of like adult, but like telling the story from his perspective at the time as a kid. And then, uh, one of the things I like is kind of how throughout the story with the beast, particularly you get this kind of like mythology that's surrounding the beast and so like before they actually like full on see it it's like all of its like features are exaggerated it's like king kong yeah oh yeah yeah (laughs) and i like when they first tell like the story of like the beast like in like the you know like the camp out when it's like kind of like the flashlight under the chin horror story you know uh i was just like i really wanted like I really want them to do like that on drunk history. Oh, like, yeah. That's what it felt but, like. but I like, love that part of the movie because like they go into like this film like newsreel footage yeah. of like them bringing like this giant like beast of a dog like and it it stands taller than a horse and right like, and, and so, the police commissioner that was like his great grandfather like at the time or whatever and he has like all these exaggerated expressions yeah. like and it's like yeah he's doing like the voiceover but it's like you know the kid but it's like over the voice of like yeah the police officer and it's just like it just so much reminded me of like watching Drunk History, where they like the person's just like wasted and they're like saying something, but then it's like they like have like the actual like historical figure, quote unquote, like saying yeah, that like, as the voiceover, up. and it's just hilarious. And I love that like in this movie, like when he's just doing like the forever, and it's like this kid, and it's like like again like this exaggerated feature of just like this like police officer with like this kid's voice doing like forever. <laughs> that that brings me into um uh one of my my favorite things about this movie is that it's quotable as all hell. Oh like, yeah, it's the most quotable movie ever. So like uh, I constantly quote this movie. Oh yeah, I mean everyone does so much. Like if you grew up with this movie, like forever is one of them. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite? 
my, my, look, a doggy. Ooh, a big doggy. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone is also a big fan of you're killing me, Smalls. You're like, killing that's me, a, Smalls. That's a thing that is like coming to like the full on lexicon. Like people will say that about someone in traffic. Yeah. Well, yeah. Steph is literally wearing a shirt that says you're killing me, Smalls. But you can't see it because this is an audio podcast. <laughs> Don't tell him that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, Engineer Sam really liked that shirt. He commented on it like as soon as Steph came in. Yeah. Yep. Um with his hand signals yeah. yeah well you know we do we have established that engineer sam is a mute <laughs> well we just don't let him talk really is what it comes yeah that's to. really it <laughs> also one of like the most iconic scenes is the uh amusement park scene where oh, they, they do all a whole go bunch of chewing chew. tobacco yeah. oh god i you totally can... forgot that it was chewing tobacco and i thought they just like ate a bunch of candy oh yeah i think growing up i thought that's what they ate yeah that was like a whole bunch of candy oh yeah and then like but now you know obviously yeah oh yeah this is definitely one of those movies where it's like um this is like pg i'm pretty sure yeah this is like that 90s pg where they say shit oh i was just gonna say that yeah like in the back when kids just curse in kids movies yeah it's great i love it and that's like what they're bringing back with like it you know like stuff like even though it's like now it's like rated r but i mean like that was like the time where it's like no like that was like kids in like PG movies would oh, say yeah. shit like motherfucker shit. <laughs> yeah, there's really good insults in this movie. Um, uh, I mean, a lot of them are like sexist. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's like when they're like going back and forth, like uh, when uh, crap, what's his name? Uh, Ham. Yeah, Ham. Like is going back with like the rich kids, and they're like right. going back and forth on uh, like before, like they finally decide to like. Like not fight each other, play each to other, play each. Right. Uh, and it's like this like escalating of like oh yeah like, like the, the greatest like, insult yeah you like bugger eating like right. you know like blah 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 and then of course like the greatest insult that like finally like ends it all is like you play ball like a girl right. and it's like, oh, oh shit, shit. Oh, oh how dare you. <laughs> Um, I was like, you should, be, you should, you should be like, you play ball like a Craig because if anything, that would be, <laughs> as as being an indoor kid as myself, it's just like, yeah. They should have said that small. So there are so like, many women that like play baseball a lot better than I do. <laughs> they should have just been like, you you play ball like that guy. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you play ball like Smalls. Like, like Smalls, he's the worst. <laughs> he can't even throw. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which I love early in the film when, like, he can't throw and he just will, like, pick up the ball and run it over to someone. And go, oh, yeah. Oh, here you go. Yeah. Sorry. And then just run back. <laughs> and then Benny Machina, like, puts that to correction by, like, yeah. a few simple words. Ben just teaches him to throw by going, like, just go like this and release when it gets here. And, like, Not, suddenly he Remember can... your paper route? It's like that. Uh, I also love, like, if this movie had come out today, uh, Benny and Smalls 100% would have been shipped. Like, that's something that, like, would have happened, like... I would be surprised if we looked on the internet to find slash fiction of Benny and Smalls already out there. Yeah, well, because it's, like, especially, like, by the end of the movie where it's, like, Smalls is literally just, like, pretty much, like, followed Benny throughout, like, his entire life and now, like, oh. calls his games as, like, his career. He's, like they're like, lovers. Yeah, they like, 100% they're 100% like, lovers. Like, like that, that end. Like, yeah. he gives them the thumbs up. Yeah. And, like, that doesn't happen. Like, I mean... <laughs> They're professionals. Yeah, he's like, he's like looking up. He's like, small, yeah. this one's for you. Yeah. It's like, we work together every day, buddy. We literally play 163 <laughs> games together 
every, like every year. Yeah. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be all the games because he seems to be the the announcer for that local park, so he wouldn't be calling the away games. It depends. If he's like the TV announcer, they'll follow the team. Like Drew oh. Goodman like announces nearly every game. See, that was a thing I did not know about baseball. Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> um a few other things I like how Babe Ruth looks like Robert De Niro. Um, yeah, <laughs> doesn't look like Babe Ruth. Uh, yeah. The Babe Ruth thing always, <laughs> which also... is unfortunate because Babe Ruth is literally the most photographed man of all time, like ever. <laughs> the Babe Ruth thing just makes me think of a great joke from Sports Night, where they're trying to decide um, who's the greatest athlete of all time, and someone's bringing up Babe Ruth, and he's like, "Well, he's the greatest hitter ever." It's like, yeah, he had to be a great hitter. You know why? Because he couldn't run. Right. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was not a small man. Like, well, because he, he didn't have to. Yeah, because he could hit the ball out of the park. He single-handedly ended the dead ball era. Like Babe Ruth is is like blown out of proportion in many, many, many ways. But he like, I he single-handedly changed the whole game, which is like insane. Um. Yeah. Um. Uh. That that that's a good that's a good idea. Let's uh let's take a break. Um. Right now. We'll come back with the rest of our review of The Sandlot. And we're back. Um, well, where were we? <laughs> well, we were talking about The Sandlot. Previously on, I want you to watch like, this. I love and I like didn't realize until this rewatch like how the central conflict of this movie doesn't come in until super late in the movie oh yeah like i love how it just is establishing for a very long time yeah it spends like the first what 45 minutes or so just establishing these characters in this world and then we don't really like produce like the actual conflict until then it's awesome yeah um i love ensemble movies and uh this one is one of the better ones um, like really good kid actors, which is really hard to come by. Especially yeah. Like and like all of them are really good too. Um, what's your favorite? Uh, actually, like the new the new It movie. Uh, actually has a really good kid ensemble cast. Really? Yeah. It they're they're actually really good. Um, Stranger Things, obviously. Stranger like, Things just, is good. I it's one of those things where I felt like for a long time, um kids were just kind of given these like roles and, and not a lot was like really expected of them or like maybe the movie itself didn't wasn't really taking itself seriously enough to like actually invest in casting kids that could act well because there's a lot of like even um what is it? like the never-ending story as much as i love that movie like the the kid that's uh Falcor. Oh, yeah, I was like, I was like, not at Treyu. Treyu is the yeah, no. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just like <laughs> not great, not great. It's not great yeah. acting. <laughs> or like or, uh, um, the the kid from Jurassic World who's like he's not that good, and he's also in Chef, which is an amazing movie. But that kid is like the worst part of that movie. Yeah. Or actually, like the Jurassic Park is another one where like the the kid actors in that were actually pretty good too. Yeah, in the were. first one, yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think a uh, sixth sense like uh, hate uh, Joel Os- Haley Joel Osment. Thank yeah. you. I, I was gonna say Hayden Joel Osment. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he kind of ruined a lot of kid actors there for a while because then they were trying to do like the kid is the main character. And- I think between yeah. him and Jonathan Lipnicki. Yeah. Yeah, and then who was the uh, 
the Star Wars Episode One. Oh, um, that's what I'm. Yeah, the yeah. Fallout. Jake Lloyd. <laughs> well, that Jake Lloyd's the direct Fallout from Sixth Sense. Like that poor child. Just oh. Um, um, Who are some of your favorite kid actors, Steph? Some of your favorite, some of your favorite kid movies acted. Colin mentioned Jonathan Lipnicki, and I always love saying, "I gotta go, I gotta go." My mom's coming. (laughs) Did you know that the human head weighs eight pounds? (laughs) (laughs) And just all the things he says in Jerry Maguire. That's awesome. <laughs> That's you, one of those movies that I watched when I was probably too young to have oh, been yes. watching it. Right. Yes. Yeah. I There's think so many too. of that. Like so much of that. Oh like, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. There was a lot of movies that my parents just loved that they like took us along. Was like, ah, we shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> Which is weird because I feel like it's like better and worse at the same time. Like these days, there's like a lot more like parental control over things, but. Kids like just know technology so well that I'm sure they can just get around so much of that pretty easily. Right. So it's just like, I don't know if it's better or worse anymore. Because I know like when we were kids, it was like kind of like the the outdoors was kind of like the th- like the world where like kids like kind of had free reign to like do whatever right. they want. Like kids would just like be out all day with like no supervision, and that's right. not something you really see anymore outside of bars for some reason like parents yeah, just bring their weird. kids to bars and leave them unattended the, like around here which is whoa. yeah but uh yeah. It's, it's like people you won't let your kids like go outside and like play and run around in nature but you'll bring them to a bar and let them run around a bunch of like drunk people right like, yeah that makes sense Way <laughs> but you're in the same building so it's okay but yeah steph how old were you when your parents brought you to see summer of sam Whoa. Um, wow. I think Whoa. I was 11. And nice. we were in a movie theater where they didn't have exits on both sides. And so we were on the edge, like against the walls. And I was also with my grandparents. And there was no way to get out. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> that <sounds> still traumatized. <laughs> we also saw Face Off. And uh, what's the other um, Nicolas Cage? Um, the Rock? No, it was like around Con Air? that same time. Con, oh, Air. Con, Air, Con yeah. Air. Oh, man. Which was like, you know. At, with the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Con Air is amazing. You Con guys. Air is amazing. <laughs> I think like we had like, uh, I really think that our like counselors, I went to this like summer camp like one year and I, I swear to God, like our counselors, like were trying to torture us because they showed us it. And we were, ah. we were like, I don't know, maybe I was maybe like ten or eleven. And it's like I think I'd seen it when I was like maybe like six or seven. And I uh-huh. remember like seeing it and like not really being that afraid of it, but just because I like didn't understand it very well at the time. Right. And then like watching it when I was like slightly older. <laughs> Excuse me just like scared the shit out of me and then like i was afraid of like storm drains for like years after that oh, I bet. like yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things like anytime i would like walk i would like like make a point to like walk like to like around the <laughs> the side of like the sidewalk instead of like walking over like the storm drain right because it was just like one of those things that after that it just terrified me <laughs> <laughs> but i wasn't i never was afraid of clowns just storm drains huh. <laughs> i think probably because i saw Face Off and Con Air and what was that other one with my grandparents? Summer of Sam. Sam. Um, that you just scared of that. Like... I was just like, like nonplussed at all kinds of movies. And so, like, I remember watching um, uh, what's the one? Simon Birch. Uh, no. Oh. Um, with Jack Nicholson. 
Shining. Um, the Shining. And I was watching it with my friends, and like they were all like, oh, my God, I'm terrified. And I was like, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> like, this is just a movie. Like, why are you guys so scared? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was terrified of, like, weird stuff and not necessarily, like, horror films. So, like, like the labyrinth terrified the fuck out of me. Where, like, the weird puppets and stuff like yeah. that, you know? And, like, um, like Star Wars is all at a really young age. And so, like, some of the puppets from that, like, scared me. Like, ATSTs kind of scared me for a long time. I must have saw it, like, when I was, like, four or something like that. Yeah. Um, that's, so, yeah. How, that's how I felt about um, this movie that probably no one ever saw. Uh, it was, like, Dorothy, like, The Return to Oz. Oh, yeah, it's no. Like it's, that's a Balk. super terrifying movie yeah, if you're, like, and, and, too young to be watching it. And it's, like... I think it's a geared as a kid. I think it's advertised as a kid's movie. And it but it's, is like, it's super dark. Yeah. It's like Dorothy goes back to Oz and like everything like has been taken over by, I don't remember who, but it's like some like evil, like witch or something like that. Not like the witch of the West, but, and it's all like, everything's just like run down. And there's like these weird, like things that like roll around on like, there's like these weird, like arm skates that they like roll around on. And they like transition into like stilts. And it's just like, <laughs> oh my it's God. like, it's terrifying. And it's just like one of those things where it's like, yeah, this isn't meant to be like a scary movie, but it's horrifying. And at the same time, like I was never really afraid of like any sort of like a uh, horror movie that like kind of had like a, like fantastical like element to it. Like, you know, like Freddy, not Freddy. Um, yeah. Freddy Krueger was the dream right. killer. Freddy and Jason, like slasher movies weren't like yeah. that bad, but like stuff that had like more stylistic things were scarier. Well, it was like, I wasn't like when it was like things that were like trying to scare me. Like I was like able, I, I wasn't really like, that scared of it. Like I was never really afraid of like the Freddy movies. I was never really afraid of like, um, like anything that, unless it, like, I felt like it could actually happen. Like Silence of the Lambs, like is a movie that like scared the shit out of me. Oh yeah. But like Freddy here. never really scared the right. shit out of me. The Silence of the Lambs is like, it's like based in reality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, but like weird, but like also, but like weird shit, like, yeah, like puppets and things like that. Like in movies that like weren't really supposed to be scary. Like just was like, what the fuck is going on right now? I wasn't prepared for this. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It's a genre that I, I like to check out every once in a while, but I don't spend much time in, <laughs> you know. Um, it could be really creative. Yeah. Wow, we're talking about horror movies. Yeah, let's let's transition <laughs> back to the Sandlot. Um, <laughs> what are, like, do you have, like, stats for this? Or I, I, I've got a few more notes before we... Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, got, um, I, I actually wanted to kind of talk about a, one of the cast members for a little bit here. <laughs> um, I thought the kid that played Benny Rodriguez is just amazing, you know, just like natural charisma, you know. And I was oh, absolutely, I was amazed to find out that Mike Vitar, uh, he quit acting uh, shortly after this in 1997 was like the last time he acted, and then he became a professional firefighter. Really? So he is just benevolent Benny. That's like, awesome. Yeah, he's just like this guy. Like he was really successful at acting. Didn't go into any acting school. He was picked out by a producer to do uh, I forget what movie. Um, but he was picked out, he was at a carnival standing in line, and some guy was like, hey, you're a handsome kid, you should be in movies. And then he was like in movies from like 1990 to 1997, <laughs> and then like graduated college and then became a firefighter. And so, yeah. Um, he, oh yeah, he was the, he's the cool kid uh, in D2. Oh yeah, Mighty that's Ducks. right, yeah, he's in the Mighty Ducks right. movie. Yeah, so like he went on to do the same role in another movie in like the same period, <laughs> you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I always liked him. Um, who else? Oh, I don't know. Like, Ham was just excellent. Like, I just can't think of, like, kids now that can, like, do that stuff. Bless you, Steph. Thank you. <laughs> um, Steph, I'm, I'm glad you're on this one. I'm, I'm curious to know, 
um, if you had a crush on any of the little boys on this one, uh, then and now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say Benny definitely. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He was and a cutie. Yeah. I think then though I had a crush on Smalls, just because I've kind of always been like that and not been you know, good at sports and stuff. And so I was like, oh, I could relate to him. <laughs> How about you, Craig? Uh, yeah, Benny. Uh, who's it? Uh, not Tufer. What is his yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's not, he says it twice. And so I was like, right. but it's not Tufer. Tufer <laughs> from, from 30 Rock? 30 Rock? <laughs> is it Tutu? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's like, you know, like... Like when I was a kid, I was like always like like the like weird like the uh, Joseph Gordon Levitts and right. like uh, you know Third Rock or like like the, like the tanned kid you know? yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it was like, the like hair. yeah like the like weird like onky, like awkward lanky nerdy kid like it was like totally like oh yeah I dig that like I I for some reason was like I remember being attracted to braces when I was a kid like <laughs> I was like oh like braces look so cute I'm like. Uh, like uh. <laughs> I was like, I know, I know, I know where my life is heading. I know this. Nerdy shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've run it out of notes, guys. Um, Oh, oh, uh, one thing. Sorry. Um, I was just excited to see flying cakes in this movie, which I feel was something that was 1990s iconic. Oh yeah, Beethoven. Yeah, cakes flying in the air. Yeah, that was like a festival, like a, a picnic or like a like a Memorial Day it like was a ce- celebration barbecue cake. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, and, and it was like, yeah, the multi-tiered like yeah. cake. And it was not a wedding at all, no, but it was 100% no, it was, a wedding It was like cake. a festival. Yeah. Right. But still they had this giant cake yeah. because we have to have the goof of the dog like, interrupting them. I also love uh, like the six cents cuff on the jeans. Like just like, like full on like up to like the calf like cuff on uh on like benny's jeans had it like uh i think there are a couple of other characters i noticed it was just like wow they really liked those cuffs back then <laughs> um let's see oh yeah also the days before arch support where it was like oh yeah like the best shoes like run faster jump higher pf flyers oh, like yeah. absolutely no like arch support or like no, anything like they're that they're just converse just like, yeah they, that's all they are yeah they're just they're just cloth shoes <laughs> yeah i know i was um, like people used to actually like yeah like play and like play sports in those like people used to play basketball like in converse like it was what a, what a time <laughs> oh, uh, here I, should we talk about the pool scene? That's like the quintessential, like the whole. Yeah, I think we have to. Right. Like Wendy like, Peppercorn and yeah, squints. Like, oh my god, like, drowns himself. Like, <laughs> like the kind of like it was sexual assault, but it's cool because it was back in the old days yeah. and they're kids. Yeah. yeah, and like it like kind of redeems itself by the narrator being like, what he did was abhorrent and terrible and god yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah, but then he like backs over himself by saying. By saying and cool, yeah, like, we couldn't like say that's nice of things. And but also, she still marries Squints him. Marries it, like yeah. she marries him. But does he or no? Or, that, that's... I, I know, but is or is that part of like the whole like weird like pseudo reality of this movie? You know, 
Because, like, the facts behind it almost sounds like the made-up stuff that, like, you know, a kid, like, that was, what, 10 years old or whatever that would make Well, I, I think it is real because when he's talking about, like, what happened to all these kids, it's not all bright, shiny, like, happy endings. There's one of them, like, he just got really into the 60s and he disappeared. Yeah. But, like, some of them have, like, dark endings. So I'm willing to bet that, like, yeah, that Squints really did marry Wendy Peppercorn and they, like, bought the drugstore and they still own it today and they, like, have a family in that town. They would make her, the actress was 20 with this movie, which would make her about 10 years older than him. Um, which, I mean, I don't know. Kids, if they're happy, they're happy. You know? I yeah, mean, good, good for them. You know, as long you know, both adults, but you right. know. Yeah, so they get together after he was, you know, maybe. Well, yeah, once he 20. was of the age of consent. Yeah, you know. yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the thing, too. It was like, he was, I think that's kind of like this whole, like, that's like where it kind of goes is like, because he's younger than her, but he's the one that's creeping on her. And then, like, somehow it's like yeah we'll make this work like it's like it's just like but that's what women want you know they just want you to just stalk the fuck out of them and be as creepy as possible and fall in love with you right Steph that's how that's how Colin won you over right uh yeah totally um yeah I don't know uh just creepy little boys I mean yeah and again this movie glosses over so much in terms of of nuance of social issues social issues that were taking place at the time oh yeah Yeah. it's made up but it's it's like kind of rose-colored glasses and you know it's that's what is fun about it in a way is like we're not gonna go into like what was actually happening in the 60s like we'll we'll just do this idealized version and everybody will have a good time yeah i have a question did you guys have a crush on wendy peppercorn oh yeah oh 100 percent all right Yeah, she was, she was one of my first crushes. Also, I think Benny was also one of my first crushes. <laughs> if we're going to be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of running out of... Um, I think I'm done. Uh, I wrote down that James Earl Jones is one of the most charismatic actors of all time. Oh, like, yeah. He's just one of those guys, like, not only his voice, which, like, could just be the voice of everything forever, <laughs> but just, like, he has this smile and this, like, magnetism when he's on screen that's just like, yeah, I love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I remember thinking that creep. when they were. Yeah, know, right? <laughs> he uh, he's also plays a fictional character. Um, I remember thinking that when uh, they were talking about him and he how he lost his sight and everything, and he just had this big giant grin on his face, and I was just like, he's so he's so awesome. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I come over and talk baseball with that guy like every right. day. Right. <laughs> Smalls gets like a black eye from getting hit in the face with a ball, and that black eye just heals overnight. <laughs> I think it was like supposed. I think some time was supposed. Yeah, to Yeah, there was passed. supposed to be a time cut, but, but we yeah. don't really show. I, I also wonder. I was also again. This is like me just like hating the dad of like. Did he throw that ball at his eye on purpose? Like <laughs> just to like end this, yeah. just to be like, okay, now we're done playing baseball nah, today. Put a stake on it. I got to go back to work, kid. That'd be <laughs> funny if there was like that negative content, like that story going on. Yeah. Like, in this movie, that's like hundred percent lighthearted, but then there's like this abusive stepfather like at home. <laughs> like make a whole another movie that's like the what he's actually trying to escape from right, with yeah, yeah. this yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I also I also love and like I wish it was like at, like. I wish making friends was as easy as just like learning to throw a ball one time and then all of a sudden everyone's like oh cool this guy's great now yeah. like it's like as soon as like Benny like teaches him how to throw right. the ball he like throws it one time and everyone's like 
oh, oh, cool. Like, right. welcome and to the club, goes man. straight from, like, derision that's <laughs> yeah. thrown at him. It's just like, you fucking suck, you square. Like, we hate you. Go the fuck home. And then he's like, no, I'm going to play. Oh, oh, also, like, he learns to throw, and then all- magically he can also hit. Because oh, hitting yeah. a baseball is an incredibly difficult thing to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> Again, I still can't do it. Like, <laughs> I could do it, like, an underhand, like, lob. Like, I could probably manage to, like, Oh, yeah, hit, I can but... hit, like, coach pitch. Yeah. Sure. There are no um, actual James Bond connections, but this movie does take place in 1962 when two young producers named Cubby Broccoli and Albert uh, and Harry Saltzman uh, took a little uh, Ian Fleming novel called Dr. No and made the very first James Bond movie. Ah. Yep, that, Where's the sound, that's guys? His, that's as if close this, as this movie comes to a James Bond connection. If this it's movie like, had ah. been like made today, ah. like they would have like come out of like a theater of that movie at some yeah, point. Like, going, like, hey, can you believe this James Bond character? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Right, yeah. Like one of the kids is like just gets really into James Bond yeah. or something. Yeah. And my one last thing apart from the regular stats is like it at the beginning he's saying don't be a goofus, don't be a goofus. I didn't know what that was when I was a kid. And now I'm like, oh, He's saying, like, goofus and gallant. Like, don't be a goofus. Like, that actually makes sense when you know what this old-timey thing is. Oh, I... Yeah. (laughs) Goofus and gallant were these, like, um... Things in, like, children's magazines. It's, like, these two brothers, and, like, one of them misbehaves, and he's like, goofus goes out and, like doesn't wash his hands and takes food from the table while Gallant like goes around and does everything politely and says please and thank you be like Gallant don't be like Goofus uh, okay yeah these little like moral tales yeah there were these little yeah. moral things that were in like these little comic strips in like kids to magazines brainwash our youth man yeah, yeah. <laughs> propaganda man it's propaganda yeah, pro- polite propaganda <laughs> um alright well uh, any last thoughts um what you got Steph any last things you want to say uh... about Sam Lott? We didn't even talk about the Malo. Oh. <laughs> the s'mores. The s'mores. How could I have s'mores? How could I have s'more of something if I've never had what? If I've never had anything. Um, yeah. Oh, and I just also, uh, just like the whole treehouse thing and like the, where like they're, when they're taking on the beast and like trying to develop more and more like complicated things to get the ball back and everything, like, Oh, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this movie came out in 1993, if we didn't say before. It's directed by, directed and written by David Mickey Evans. He also is the narrator. Um, it has a 7.8 on IMDb, um, an 89% audience tomatoes, and shockingly, a 56% Rotten Tomatoes. What? Whoa. Yeah. That's lame. That's really stupid. <laughs> maybe, maybe audience uh, are confusing it with... Um... Uh, it's two unfortunate sequels that came out in 2000. No, no, the no, audience, the audience score is 89. Oh, yeah. the critic score is 56. Well, they're idiots. <laughs> yeah, this movie's great. That, that's what I'm like, guys. The critics are wrong on this one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there, there are two sequels. Oh boy, yeah, that that's not necessary right. or advisable. Um, I read reviews and also watched the trailers for both. Um, and the one that did Sandlot Two that came out in 2005. No one of note was in it. Um, except 2005? for 2005. 2005 is when the sequel came out. That's it's, so much later. It's like 12 years later. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And Why? the movie, the movie takes place in like the 70s, like 10 years after this Why? one. And it's like I think like I think what? like James Earl Jones is like the only connective tissue in it. 
And he's like, I wish those kids still played in this ballpark behind my house. Like, I miss those kids. And there's, like, this, like, new group of kids that are playing there. And, like, they have, like, girls on the team is, like, the thing. But then it's the same exact story. Like, it's, like, the same exact movie shot for shot. Like, they go to the pool. They have, like, they go to, like, uh, like, a carnival together. They chase after a dog. Like, same movie. And then um, the third one um is uh like it stars who is it oh fuck god damn it it was the guy who has fallen oh so far he used to be in 90210 and we saw jason Priestley. no we saw him in um was he in 90210 i don't know but we saw him also in the beginning of um fifth element uh oh uh luke perry luke oh yeah yes what yeah 2007 wow wait luke perry is in a sandlot sequel in 2007 yeah that's right that sounds just horrible. Right. I think like, he's in like it. Like a it, terrible, it, terrible idea. I think he's in it because he's like in the opening. He's the person that has a flashback to like when he was growing oh, up. Oh, okay. Because I was picturing Luke Perry as being like the kid. No. And I'm like, no, he's like a man in his like late 30s at least. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So those exist. Wow. Um, and yeah, that's all I got. Are, are we done I'm here? I'm like, oh. No, you no, they it up? St- yeah, I was like, oh no, they, they still never get like a girl on the team. They do on the second one, right? <laughs> oh, in the second one? Yeah. <laughs> like uh that's kind of like one of the things like I don't think the the only woman in this movie is like Wendy Peppercorn and she's just like ogled the entire time. Oh yeah. Like, this, <laughs> this is a one hundred percent like male like it's the movie like four boys. Yeah. <laughs> like Which is yeah, again sign of the times and I, I love how they still keep like pretty much the same dynamic it's like oh yeah like we'll get like the fat kid we'll get the black kid we'll get like the like small nerdy kid we'll get like the tall kid who's like the cool kid and then like and then just like in the sandlot too it's like oh yeah and then we'll put a girl in there right. and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like we got a formula we're sticking to it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta hit all the bases yeah. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Uh-huh. i just like to uh say a little shout out to julie and say we should do now and then because that's like the it's the same kind of thing but with girls all right so it'd be fun to do that i'm down i like that that idea all right um cool well uh are we done are we done with this movie i think we're done then we're never speaking of it ever again (laughs) (laughs) we'll be right back for our recommendations after this break Oh, what is that? A giant bird here to drop off? Craig and Steph? <laughs> Hello, guys. I just came in on a giant eagle. What's up? Oh, cool. <laughs> eagle. Oh, so you're, you're just uh, dropping that ring into Mount Doom? Yeah, you know, just, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, we just want the easy route. Cause oh, yeah. Like, well, I'm I mean, imagine, imagine if you had just walked there. Yeah, no. I mean, like, what a pointless effort. <laughs> yeah. I tried to run, but I'm not a good runner. <laughs> um... Hi, we're back for some recommendations. Um, what 
What do we got? We got some recommendations for you. I got I got one at least. They have at least one. Um, should I should I go? Yeah, why don't you yeah. kick us off, Dennis? Cool. Um, I have a fun podcast that uh, a friend of mine uh, recommended to me. Um, it's a it's a parody podcast. It's called This Sounds Serious, and it's a direct parody of like any of those like uh, murder mystery podcasts that are like very very popular that were uh, specifically um, serial. It is, I mean, like a very very well done parody of it like it had me for a good episode and a half before i realized oh this is a giant joke <laughs> this isn't real at all these are just amazing actors and like doing a really good job like this is absolutely ridiculous um i highly recommend it um i don't really want to talk too much about it because we kind of spoil a lot of like uh yeah. what, what's go- what, what's it about but if you uh if you know if you're familiar with cereal or any of that stuff and uh would like a laugh um man this is a good this is a good pick if you're into that there's an episode of the andy daily podcast pilot project uh-huh. where uh amanda lund is basically the like reporter the sarah koenig on a serial thing <laughs> and she's investigating like the incarceration and the case against cactus tony Oh, right on. <laughs> so you should uh, check out that particular episode. Uh, I will, if you yeah. check out This Sounds Serious. Yeah, uh, I will. All right. Um, Steph, what you got? Yeah, go ahead. I'd like to recommend Love, Simon. Um, it is about a guy in high school, and he struggles with coming out to his family and to his friends. And I left the movie with Cullen, and I just screamed, Oh my god! I love this movie! <laughs> this was an amazing movie! And for those of you that don't know this about me, um, I have a cold black heart, and <laughs> I don't cry at movies. I cry at TV shows, because I'm more invested in the characters. Um, when I was a kid, Colin mentioned earlier that um, we went and saw Simon Birch, and my entire family was bawling and I laughed at it. (laughs) Um, If you don't know that movie, it's about um, a disabled kid who, I don't know, struggles with making friends. I don't know. It was a long time ago, but um, (laughs) But I thought it was funny. (laughs) And my entire family, even my dad and my two brothers were bawling and I just thought it was funny. But then I saw Love, Simon and I bawled in that movie <laughs> so i no longer have a black heart so go see that movie it has thawed steph it has the power of cinema guys yes yeah many <clears throat> many many movies mm. later <laughs> um i will recommend x-men red i've been loving that um i think there are four issues deep right now uh, written by Tom Taylor, illustrated by Mahmoud Asrar, and it is uh, essentially Jean Grey leading a team of uh, new and classic X-Men. It's like uh, her, uh, Nightcrawler, the new Wolverine who is the former X-23, and then like another like Wolverine clone named Tiny Badger. <laughs> uh, and so it's like it's really fun. Uh, Namor is on the team. Uh, and then there's uh, like Trinary, who's like a technopath, so she can like control like machines and technology with ah. her mind. And uh, this guy like like named Gentle, who like apparently like can be like, kind of as strong as the Hulk, but uh, he also like it like also like causes him like pain. Like the strong the stronger that he gets, the more pain he's in. Um, and he's uh, 
yeah, he's pretty awesome. He's like from Wakanda and I'm really just loving this series. It's a lot of fun so far. Um, it's like Jean is trying to, again, like kind of like fulfill the mission of um, Charles Xavier, but kind of like on her own terms. And uh, of course things don't go right because not only are people like assholes, but there's also, you know, some actual shady shit going on in the background too that um, outside of just people being assholes, like people are actually like actively like working against her with like in the shadows, manipulating people. And huh. um, there's like these like new like nano sentinels that like burrow into people's brains and like make them go crazy. And shit. yeah, so they're like weaponizing like mutants against other mutants. Is it's this like, is this a comic book or yeah? Okay, uh, is it like current? Or are they coming out with new issues? Yeah, this is uh, yeah. They're uh, it started I guess like two months ago now. Oh wow, cool. Because yeah, we're on issue four. Um, so there's like X Men. There's like three different teams. This right is now. like breaking comic news, guys. X Files is another good one too. Uh, that's like Saladin, Ahmed, and Javier Rodriguez. I want to say is the penciler on that. Um, and that's another really fun one. That's like across the multiverse. Like Blink, who's another one of the X Men, has to like save the multiverse from like total collapse because this like crazy like thing is like eating like not only like space but time and like all of the re- in reality so, so it's, it's like, like the hunger from the adventure zone uh yeah like it is yeah it's very okay. much like that cool. actually <laughs> um so yeah uh those are both really good comics that i'm enjoying right now cool exiles and x-men red yeah um, I'm gonna be an enormous dork and uh, oh, because we haven't been, <laughs> yeah, and recommend a second uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation comedy recap podcast. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I, was like, I was like, oh, I'm watching Star Wars: Next Generation. Oh, comedy recap. Oh, oh okay, you're getting deep. <laughs> but it's called um, Treks in the City. Uh, and it's um, comedians Alice Wetterland get the and, fuck out of here <laughs> and Veronica Osorio uh-uh. and um, each week they have on a different comedian and they um, go through like Star Trek The Next Generation from like a feminine feminist perspective but it's also a comedy show so they've oh, had cool. uh, Paul F. Tompkins on three times they've had Rhea Butcher on twice they've had Nicole Byer They've had um, Jackie Cation, just great, great, funny guests, and these really funny ladies looking at Star Trek and examining it from like a totally different perspective, and actually talking about like feminism in the world of Star Trek, and like just examining things from the female perspective. And I've been binging on it lately. Right on, awesome. That sounds fresh. Yeah, that sounds really fresh. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just starting. Uh... TNG for TNG. the first time. Yeah, you're you're still slogging your way through the first season, so you yeah. should you might really enjoy some of these episodes because they'll like I'm not seeing it on uh we're all Stitcher Premium. We're all Star Trek just, up in just, here. You know, because uh, Stitcher Premiums that, that, that I'm listening to it on Stitcher Premium, so I'll I'll help you find it later. <laughs> yeah, for the low low cost of what, three ninety nine a month? Yeah. Something or like that, or coupon? it's like thirty five dollars a year. Uh, th- oh yeah, even for cheaper. Stitcher premium. Yeah. yeah. So it's like what two bucks? Two so bucks if <laughs> let me say this again to anyone who's listening, and you're a podcast person, if you're complaining about the paywall, go fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cheap. You get a lot of content. Not our paywall, because no, shit's we don't have a paywall. <laughs> but if, if you're somebody who like likes to bitch about Earwolf and like the paywall, I'm just like, there's so much free content from Earwolf, and yeah. if you want the rest of it, it's thirty five dollars a year. Yeah, right. Like. Ray. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they've given you so much free stuff. 
Why are you complaining? Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. Because <laughs> people are always going to find something to complain about. That's just... Ew, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what the internet is for, right? Just everyone just complaining. Yeah, um, complaining and porn. That's complaining the internet. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty much what the internet is. <laughs> is, is people fighting and porn. Yeah. Right. I like I like porn complain, complaining porn. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I watch. That, that's your top search oh, on yeah. Pornhub. It's that's like you on it's, it's like yeah. complaining porn. Yeah. It's like just people like just standing doing in line, it while they like giving talk customer about... service a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, um, the the internet serves us well. You can find us on Twitter. It's a website <laughs> that you can tweet little missives at us. And, uh, and uh, you know, recommendations might be one of them. But you do that at IWYTWT, and you can do that individually at each and every one of us. I am at The D-Bucks. I'm at Catharticus. I'm at Colin Munch. Where you at, Steph? I'm at Tweet Steffi. Yeah. Find us. Tweet at us. Give us recommendations. We'll do your movie. Um, yeah, that's a threat. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> We may not um, like your movie, but we'll do your movie. Yeah, we've, we've done movies that people have recommended to us. Yeah, already. done a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. we're pretty good at it. Um, we're going to do more. We have some more in the pipe. Um, but, uh, speaking of which, what's our next movie? Well, um, it would be Craig's pick, possibly, but also I know that Drew uh, really wants to come back and yes. talk about Waltz with Bashir. Yes, right. we've been wanting to do that for a while now. We should do that. Well, should we just do that one next? Yeah, let's yeah, do let's, that. let's do a guest episode again. Like double up on guest episodes and have Drew in for some uh, really depressing animation. Sweet, and then we'll do your guests after that because we've been wanting to do that one too. Oh yeah, um, the abyss. The abyss. Do a James Cameron movie yeah. where we've done much bitching about James Cameron, <laughs> particularly <laughs> Dennis and his I. movies. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are a couple of movies to look forward to in the future. Um, also, Steph, um, she also recommended a movie on the podcast that we will also do. Could you name it, please, again? For I forgot. <laughs> Now and then. Now and then. We'll do that one. And uh, Julie also said we should do um, Wild America. That was my white squall when I was a kid. Is that like a white whale? No, like as in nostalgia movies. Oh, okay. That's right. Like the white squall movie that we did. Yes. In our nostalgia block back when we were doing blocks. Back in the blocks. Ah, the blocks. Anyways, I'm rambling. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash IWYTWT. I post all the episodes fresh and so clean there. Um, all of our episodes are also found on soundcloud.com forward slash IWYTWT, as well as every single freaking podcast catching app that's out there. At least all the ones that I've found, like that I've used to search us, I found us. So, hey. Still got the smoke signals. Yeah, yeah. Those are still going. Still paying them. And the skywriting campaign is still happening. This is where. We've got the bus uh, ads. This is where your donation dollars go, is we employ people. We employ our smoke signal crew. I mean, Um, we still pay for the rent on Sam's two bedroom booth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we put your money to work. You know, we're, we're helping the economy. I think he taps out. Like, yeah, he does a he taps out our Morse code uh, transmission. He doubles as that. Yes, yeah. he does. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he's, he, if he's in there, like he's not Might leaving. Well. He's not yeah. going anywhere. Oh, yeah. So I mean, if we're giving him free rent. He better work. Yeah. Um, cool. And it takes about a week to tap out like every word that we say, like yeah. as Morse code. Right. So that works. And out. we don't. We're just giving him more right now yeah. too. So yeah, you know, you keep you keep fucking going. And, and the longer the episode goes, the longer it takes him. Like there have been times where he's still typing out last week's episode while we're recording the next week's episode yeah. yeah and we don't have a recording device for him so he does it live you know 
just constantly on repeat. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if you want to give us more money, we can buy him a recorder, and you know, you can lighten Sam's load. Um, so that's a little motivation. Find you can find our link, our PayPal link on the SoundCloud website. You know you want to watch it. My God, I'm gonna end this. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Join us next week. Bye. Watch the fucking movie.